0: lovely Wild Hearts. It's Lisa here. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Heart Diaries. This morning I'm taking you on my walk with me. I am back at the cottage with little Mo and we are rambling together across the fields. It's actually quite mild this morning. Yesterday it was really raining so it's Monday today and uh yeah it's nice and clear after all that rain The rain clears everything away doesn't it so it was nice for me to be able to get out of my flat oh the noise with the builders there is just oh it's non-stop it's just constant drilling banging shouting it starts about half past eight in the morning so I've been trying to go to bed earlier and get up earlier, so that I can get up slowly and quietly without being woken up by that, because that's not a very nice thing to be woken up to. Because when you've got a highly highly sensitive nervous system, you're very... Oh hello! M- Mo's, Mo's bringing up the rear, he's broken out into a gallop. Well done Mo! That's a rarity these days, because he's getting old. He's still got. There's still a bit of a spirit in that little dog, I swear. Yeah, so when you've got a sensitive nervous system, you know things like noise, people shouting, conflict, certain tastes of foods or textures of clothing can uh, can activate your nervous system. So what I'm doing now, which is walking out in nature, is very very grounding for my nervous system. It kind of resets me, rebalances me. So I think coming here for a week and getting away from the builders will prepare me for what I've got to face before it's Christmas time and I'm sure they'll take Christmas time off so they won't be working over Christmas and the new year and we can have a little bit of respite from it because oh it's it's unbelievable it's incredible and then there's all the legal wrangle side of things and dealing with the developers who who really have no intention of (laughs) taking care of us or making sure that we're safe or giving us a cut of the profit i mean i'm not so worried about the money although that would be nice but it's really more about the disruption to our lives and uh and the fact that they just treat us like we're invisible now there's a subject that i would like to talk about today and that invisibility is linked into overwhelm now obviously at this time of year there's a lot of overwhelm There's a lot of our nervous system is overstimulated you know There's Mariah Carey warbling out of the radio, all I want for Christmas is you. There's (laughs) lots of smells and textures and tastes and it is a feast, it is a feast for the senses. But when it all comes at once and we don't feel prepared for it, that can induce huge amounts of overwhelm. And overwhelm was what came up at our last journaling session. It was so good, we had... Three lovely Wild Hearts there, so it was very intimate and it was on Zoom. And I really enjoyed it and we were journaling on, we were reviewing our 2023 and looking back at what our year had been like. And then we were talking about, you know, the stress of this time of year and how much there is to do. And actually, that wasn't just about Christmas, that was about, and it wasn't just about 2023, it was about all of our lives for the last, well for a number of years actually. And that's when you know that you're living in survival mode, when your nervous system is activated all the time and there's no space and time for you to go into rest and balance and come back into your body and rest. But overwhelm, overwhelm is the freeze response to stress. So there are four responses to stress, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. and overwhelm is freeze overwhelm probably starts off in fight or flight with like overthinking and rushing around and just being caught in that hamster treadmill where you feel like you can't get off i think you know you're triggered because you feel small and powerless and you feel like you're in a situation that you can't escape from and that's a sign that you've gone back to a younger version of you because when you were a kid, you couldn't escape from things like that because you had to stay there and you were reliant on the adults around you to take care of you and keep you safe. But when it happens when you're an adult, because you, you're you taken back to that period of time where you didn't have any autonomy or serenity, you couldn't make choices, we forget. how our, our thinking, rational, logical brain goes offline and we go into this space of helplessness and feeling small and stuck. Clients often describe that they get stuck in their healing and we do get stuck along the way and it's resistance. It's resistance to stepping into our new selves. It's a resistance to facing the unknown of the future. And it brings up a lot of fear because even though the past may have hurt us, even though the past still is acted out in the present, The future is unknown and sometimes that's your comfort zone, staying with what you know, even when it hurts you. But when you're in an overwhelm, when you're in a freeze response, you're numb to your feelings. So that's how come you can sit in that space for days, weeks, sometimes years. I think I have spent many periods of my life in freeze and then... uh, sometimes when you're in freeze you can go into complete shutdown as well so um yeah it's debilitating it's frustrating and it can also feel like it's robbing you of time there's this thing when you've got childhood trauma that you don't have time to do stuff and you feel like you're behind everyone else um and you're not you're always exactly where you're meant to be you're always exactly where you're meant to be whatever's happening now you're just living your life exactly how it's meant to be. There is no behind. No one's ahead of you. Everyone's living different lives. We can't really compare our lives to other people, can we? So yes, in the journal group, when we talked about... So we journaled on overwhelm and we pulled some cards like we normally do. And then we went into sort of a sharing space where we talk about what's going on for us. And, you know, you, you, in the group you can share as much or as little as you want to there's no pressure but i think as it was a small group and the people who were there had met each other before they'd been to other classes so that was friendly and warm and, and felt safe too and you know i'm holding space for everyone so it, it, it does feel like it's an environment conducive to sharing which is nice and all three people who well, i described it as well so all four of us described overwhelm in a different way One person described it as irritation, so I would say that's irritation is fight or flight. You know when you can't get comfortable in your own body, when you're restless, when you're frustrated, you know, when you're frustrated. And then another person described it as a crushing weight, a crushing weight on top of her Uh, and that feels scary, doesn't it? That feels suffocating intimidating boundary breaking yeah that feels scary that feels huge and then another person described it as checking out and um, this person also commented that at certain times during the journal session she could feel herself wanting to check out but obviously was aware of that and knew how to bring herself back into her body and back into the room so you might have some awareness that you're leaving your body. I think. I think for me, when I'm leaving my body and checking out, um, it's almost like I've blocked out everything that's happening around me in my environment. I've blocked it out. I can't. I'm not. I'm not attached to it. I'm numb from it. And I described it as sort of going within into some kind of fantasy world, which. I did as a kid, and those of us that are bookworms, that used to disappear into books, you know, other worlds, books create other worlds, they're a form of escapism, I do that with movies as well, Um, I described it as kind of going in on myself, so it's like I was showing up for the other person who was in front of me, or whatever was going on in front of me, so let's say I've got someone in front of me who's really angry and shouting, and then my body feels flooded with chemicals and hormones it goes into fight or flight and then i go into freeze because i'm overwhelmed by it i don't know how to deal with it i'm triggered so i've forgotten my autonomy i've forgotten how to assert myself and use my voice it's very common for people who go into a freeze response to feel like they can't advocate they can't stand up for themselves they can't speak up, they can't ask for what they need. And there's all sorts of reasons for that. But when I do that, and I say, so, yeah, I go inside of myself. So it's like I put on a mask for the other person and I pretend that I'm present for them. Probably go into a bit of a fawn. So I'm trying to pacify them and calm them down. Again, I'm not responsible for that. They can have their feelings. Technically, I should be saying, oh, you sound really angry and I'm really uncomfortable with you screaming in my face. I'm going to leave. When I was a kid, I couldn't do that, so it's like the past is playing out in the future, and then so then there's two bits of me, it's kind of like I'm split. There's this mask part of me that's fawning and placating the other person, and then there's real me who's gone inside to hide. Who's gone inside to hide? I'm hiding my real self, I'm protecting my real self. From the emotional storm that's in front of me and that's what we realized in this journaling group that actually this overwhelm was a form of self-protection on some level we didn't feel safe with what was going on and so we needed to take ourselves out of it so and that is really common when you've lived through childhood trauma really common because there would have been many times where you couldn't take yourself out of situations, you couldn't escape, and that's why it's called CPTSD, that's why it's called complex trauma, because repeatedly you were in situations, emotional storms, violent storms, um, you were given things that you should never have had to dealt with as a child, adult situations that you were being asked to deal with, too much responsibility, And so you learn how to survive that by hiding your real self. And that's where the invisibility bit comes in. The real self is buried inside of you and we need to let her out and find her. And that's why I'm a huge fan of inner child work and journaling. Those two together, you can go back, rescue that inner child from those emotional storms, teach yourself how to deal with them differently. And through journaling, you get to know yourself. That session was so powerful last week. Those people came away, those lovely wild hearts, three brave, strong wild hearts, came away with a reframe on what it meant to be stressed and overwhelmed. And hopefully, I don't know, because I haven't spoken to them since then, that will make a difference to their Christmas. We talked about how we didn't need to keep up with the Joneses and how we could create a Christmas that we wanted, and that's really important, but again, When you're easily put into overwhelm, I think highly sensitive people easily go into overwhelm because we're like sponges. We have have very porous, energetic boundaries. Now, this came up in a reading that I did for a client last week. I've been having so much fun doing the 2024 energy reads for clients oh my god I've loved it so much that I've started to make mini daily guidance reads and posting them on YouTube so if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel and you really like that kind of thing it's a good way for you to tune into your intuition and flex those muscles then hop on over to YouTube and and, uh, give it a watch see what you think and it really, it really goes without saying that if you watch those videos, it really helps me get the message out to more people. If you can give them a like or just drop an emoji in the comments if you don't know what to say. Just leave me a heart. Leave me a purple heart. Leave me a crown. Leave me a diamond or a crystal. Leave me something so I know that you've seen them. That's, and then I know you've listened to this podcast as well, which is nice. And then I feel like I've got some kind of connection with my audience. Because connecting into your energy, that's how I work. I am an empath and I can absorb people's energy and I can help, I can, you know, transmute, help transmute their painful, uncomfortable energy. That's a big part of the work that I do. But last week I was doing one of these readings for a client and what came up was that she was surrounded by, because the first question we look at is, what energy are you sitting in for 2023 and this client was sat in loads of vampiric energy it was like people were feeding off of her and i said to her in the reading this is about strengthening your energetic boundaries and perhaps we need to do some cord cutting around that and she said what are energetic boundaries and what's cord cutting so we all have an aura we're all made of we're all made of energy everything's made of energy isn't it we all have an aura And our aura surrounds us. When you are a kid, your abusive parent or your narcissistic parent um, breaks that aura. Like, if you're enmeshed with a parent, there's no boundaries there. Like, think about the Spice Girls song, Two Become One. You become like an extension of a narcissistic parent, like, you become an extra arm or an extra leg to them. So, you have no separate sense of self. But that means that when you go out into the world, you don't know how to keep yourself safe. You don't know how to function as a separate individual. And what we need to keep ourselves safe is to be tuned into our intuition and to be connected to our feelings. And that's when it becomes problematic when you're a freeze responder because you're numb to your feelings and your intuition is switched off. And then you end up in relationships with people who are abusive and who are like your abusive parent. And we call that repulsion compulsion repetition that's trauma reenactment where we're we're reenacting our inner child has chosen someone like our original abuser so that we can change the ending of that story but of course we're not going to we're not going to change the ending an abuser is an abuser and the only thing that we need to change is how we respond to that now when we were kids we had to blame ourselves because it wasn't safe to see our parent as dangerous manipulative emotionally violent and volatile because we needed that parent we depended on that parent so what we did was he internalized all that and we said well there must be something wrong with me I must be a terrible child and that's where the self-blame comes from so I was saying to this client I explained to the client that we have these we don't have any boundaries when we grow up in dysfunction we're not allowed to be a separate person that is a threat to the family system everyone has to stay in their roles in their boxes and do as they're told and cord cutting is a a way of so when somebody is energetically feeding off you there's a there's a a cord that goes probably into your heart chakra or into your solar plexus chakra which is just below your tummy button And they hook an energetic cord into you and then that that comes out of them and then it's like they're mainlining, they're like feeding off your energy because they haven't got any energy of their own. They're dead inside. They are dead inside. So yeah, it's horrible and so what you do is you do a guided visualisation to cut the cords and there are ways of taking care of your energy field. So cleansing, grounding, cl- yeah, cleaning, grounding your energy and, prote- and learning how to protect it. Now if you've got my book Stuck Between Two Worlds, there's a whole chapter, it's called The Protective Power Suit, where Nettie teaches Ruby how to protect her energy and why she must protect it. So it's like you're starting to create your own energetic boundaries, like there's a field force around you. Or a rainbow over your head. Or you're encased in a bubble. It needs to be something that allows you to interact with the outside world. But then you don't absorb what's going on around you. It could be a force field or a shield. It's not a wall though. We don't want to start putting up walls. And I think that's what happens when we get into relationships that are tricky. We either run from them. Or we block people out. We put up walls because we don't know how to set boundaries and ask for what we want in the relationship and when you're invisible when you feel invisible it's because you don't know yourself and you can't see yourself but it's also because you've been taught to be second best you've taught to be what the other person needs you to be in relationship and so when you start to get to know yourself and you start to realize who you are you don't attract relationships like that in anymore you really don't. When you've got boundaries and a stronger sense of self, those kind of people aren't interested in you because they can't control and manipulate you. And you'll see that as you start to set boundaries with people, people will fall out of, pull, will fall out of favour with you. They will disappear. Let them go. They're not meant to be there. So I, I think part of getting through the Christmas overwhelm is learning what your triggers are, what you find upsetting about Christmas. You need to learn what your triggers are and learn how to take care of yourself so that um, when the triggering thing happens, or if it should happen, that you are prepared and you know how to help yourself. Again, when we go into a freeze response, it's like we've gone into this space of learned helplessness and we literally feel, we can feel paralyzed and stuck and we can, we can hang out there for ages until we can, bring our nervous system back online and things that bring your nervous system back online are like gentle rocking or dancing gentle movement like me now walking in nature talking to a safe person so that's what a lot of my clients who go into freeze response get from our sessions because talking it through with a safe person who can hold space and point out what you can't see and reflect your feelings back to you can bring you back into your body it's quite amazing if you've got my emotional first aid kit in there it tells you how to protect cleanse and ground your energy and I also do an emotional first aid session so it's a 90 minute session on zoom where you will get a copy of that emotional first aid kit and I will go through it with you and I will show you How that can work for you, because we've all got different nervous systems and we've all got different ways of managing that. And also, sometimes it's quite hard to recognise when you are going into a freeze response, especially if you've lived in that space all your life. If you grew up in that space, it's going to feel weird to come out of it, right? You might not even know that you're in it. And also, when you recognise that you have lived half a life... Because, you know, you're living in survival mode is not thriving, it's surviving, it's not living a full life. You can become cross, very angry, sad, resentful, deeply lost and confused. It may cause you to question, you know, what you know to be true. There's a grieving, that's that's grief, there's a grieving process around recognising what you didn't have and should have had. And that's hard, but I want you to know that it's not your fault and there's nothing wrong with you. Remember what I said about the journaling group? We have put these coping mechanisms in place. Some people in the uh, online self-development world are calling them self-sabotage. They are self-protective coping strategies. You had to do them to keep you safe as a kid obviously they're getting in the way now that you're an adult they don't work for you anymore so it's about untangling that and choosing to respond in a different way I I think I'm going to make a video for my YouTube channel on energy hygiene that's what that energy hygiene is grounding protecting and cleansing your energy and I'll talk a bit about cord cutting in there I, I, I do offer a cord cutting session if you go to my website smileyforlife.com forward slash booking there is a session there for cord cutting it's a 30 minute session I'll take you into a guided visualisation we will bring up the person that you want to cut cords with that you think is energetically feeding off you we will talk about why that is causing you pain and why you're finding that difficult and I'll help you clear away that energy let go of that and then we'll cut the cords and set that person free you know what when you cut cords with people sometimes they pop back up again it's it's such it's so powerful especially when you're a highly sensitive person you are like a sponge you do absorb what's going on around you and in your relationships you carry stuff which is not yours to carry until you get those energetic boundaries in place I've had exes and family members that have like emailed or texted, or I've seen or driven past on the, on the road after I've called, cut cords with them because they energetically are tied to you and they feel when you withdraw that your energy so they come back around again for a bit more. Um, I think that was happening to me online in certain situations particularly the people that weren't wanting to engage in relationship with me But in some way they were feeding off me, stealing ideas or um, just wanting to be in my energy because it felt good. Of course it does. I'm a healer. And that's one thing I've learned this year, that I need to be really selective over who gets access to my energy to protect that. That's on me. That's my responsibility. But it's interesting, isn't it, that when you cut cords with certain people, I don't name people, even though in my Facebook group I can see all the people that were watching my free videos and not saying thank you and commenting and liking. And you know, that was that's fine if it's your first time, but when you've heard me say, please can you comment, like and subscribe and you still don't do it, then I think, hmm, why are you here then? What are you getting out of this? You're getting something out of it. You're consuming my energy, but you're not reciprocating and I'd cut cords with them and then they'd pop up again I'd see them in some in some in some way and I was like oh that's interesting isn't it but normally I just do it collectively I just say to spirit when I'm doing my cord cutting can you please can you hang on a minute my come on we're going this way darling this way this way this way come on please he's wanting to go the shortcut perhaps he's a bit tired today I know how he feels, I know how you feel mate, come on this way, he's a good boy, well done, oh he's he's got a gallop on again, he's a good boy, I'm not going to go without you, I'm waiting, I'm still here, yeah normally when I um, do my guided visualisation I say to spirit, please can you cut energetic cords, with anybody who is feeding off my energy in a vampiric way who isn't contributing who isn't giving anything back um you know in my work it's different isn't it because it's an energy exchange people pay me uh they pay they pay to be in my energy to be healed to be sat with to have space held for them but online it's different like when you're marketing and so part of me goes I don't want to shut down parts of myself when I'm just learning who those parts are but again I think when you're a highly sensitive person it's just about discernment it's about okay well maybe it's just not appropriate that I share those parts of myself Oh, well, you want to go up this way do you always oh, going on a right little you lead the way then if you feel if you want to be in charge you lead the way that's it yeah I I think it's more about being discerning about how much of you you give away it's funny before i recorded this episode i'd recorded another one about overwhelm and it was a lot about my childhood and i thought mm, that feels too vulnerable to share when some of the people listening to it you know might feed off that and not You know, there'll be people that listen to it and feel validated and seen and and you know, what the thing is, is I can't control who's watching and how people respond or whether they don't respond, can I? I can't, I can't control that. But what I can control is what I choose to share. And I think me at the beginning of 2023, when I opened up my Facebook group, was in a quite a naive and vulnerable space. And as this year comes to an end, I'm not in that space anymore and I just won't be treated like that anymore. I really won't. Um, and that's going to send a lot of people away and good because those people are not meant to be around me. They're not good for me. They are not good for me. And if you're a healer or a practitioner or a therapist listening to this, I, I will I will say the same thing to you. Like, Be mindful where you put your time and energy and tune into your intuition and your inner sat nav and listen to your feelings and when somebody feels ick or not good to be around they probably aren't and by the end of this year that facebook group felt ick to me it felt so one-sided it felt just didn't feel nice it didn't feel how it felt when i started out and i was like um i can't resolve this because in a person if that was a personal relationship with someone i'd be having a dialogue about that but this was a group of people that didn't want to talk to me, (laughs) so so it's a bit like being stonewalled or ignored or given the silent treatment, Um, they weren't giving me any feedback, so I was like, okay, no, I'm sorry, whatever your personal situation is, whatever's preventing you from being able to use your voice, and I understand all of those reasons could be valid, but I'm not the coach for you, I'm not the coach for you, so, yeah, (sighs) yeah. I was very sad about it actually I was very sad about it because obviously I was very optimistic when I started out and the journaling tools that I was teaching people are fabulous they're so powerful they're so easy but they're so powerful and you know that those those 100 people that were in that group have now got a fantastic toolkit a set of tool tools for journaling and for self-discovery and also what I've learned is I must In terms of managing my energy, I must put my energy on the people who do talk to me, and ignore the ones who don't. Because that's my inner child trying to get my parents to see me. And they're never going to see me because they can't see themselves, I don't know why I'm laughing, it's tragic. But I need to focus my energy on what's working, what's good. Who does engage, who is enjoying it, who is talking, who does want to have a conversation. They're the people who I need to talk to and the more I focus my energy on that, the more that energy will grow and those other people will drop away. Because you know, think about it, When don't feed the trolls, right? My trolls aren't aggressive, my trolls are just silent, they're just silent. Um, that's not to say that everyone's silent is a troll but do do you see the the comparison i'm trying to make um yeah and it and and that goes back to having that narcissistic parent that when you're a child you are invisible to them they don't see the real you they see you as they want you to be they also project all their blame shame and crap onto you and make you wrong so being in the energy of people who don't want to get to know me don't want to show themselves and maybe they feel invisible because they had parents like that and if they did I'm sorry but still I'm not the right person for you because I'm looking for people that have enough of their adult self in them that they can speak up those other people that can't probably need to go to therapy and speak to a therapist about you know why it's hard for them to talk in a group situation and have some one-to-one um, support and coaching there okay so I think I'm going to leave it there today but I hope you found this session helpful journaling prompts for today I want you to journal on what your triggers are at Christmas time what sends you into overwhelm what sends you into numbness into fro- frozenness into shutdown. What is it? Is it all the things that you feel you have to do? Who says you have to do them? Can you delegate them to other people? Is it hard to delegate? Because that means relinquishing some control and letting other people in and relying on them. Have a think about. Have a think about why it's stressful. Who said Christmas has to be a certain way? I don't know. Make it your own Christmas. Open a page up in your journal and journal what your ideal Christmas would look like. The first few Christmases that I had on my own when I was first estranged from my family, well the first year I just, I I volunteered for charity and then after that I did have some Christmases by myself. Because after all of the forced fun and stress and drama and overwhelm which frazzled my nervous system i did want to just put my pyjamas on and watch the holiday and eat mince pies and have a curry from waitrose that's that was my idea of a fun relaxing christmas obviously i saw friends and people but and people did invite me to their homes but um yeah journal on what your ideal christmas would look like for you and ask yourself what can I do to take the overwhelm away? What will take the stress away? Am I putting too much pressure on it or to be perfect? I think especially if you've got children and you didn't have great Christmases as a kid, the pressure for it to be like what I call the American dream Christmas, you know, like Disney-fied Christmas is huge. But actually you're then projecting your wants, wishes and desires onto your kids. Some kids would just be happy with a Satsuma in a stocking, you know. They they don't need all that material stuff. And if your inner child needs that, then find a way to give it to her. But you don't need to project that onto other people because that might also be overwhelming for them. Yeah. So lots to think about. But um, I'm probably going to wrap up my podcasts here for 2023. So you're very welcome to book a session with me if you want help with your Christmas stresses or to come over to the YouTube channel and get some daily guidance from the readings and most of all lovely wild heart I wish you joy, peace and love this Christmas and I hope it's everything you dreamed of and I hope it's the Christmas you want and don't put pressure on yourself to enjoy it just wherever you are wherever you are meet yourself in that space and give yourself what you need okay take good care of yourselves and sending you all lots of love and christmas wishes so until next time lovely wild hearts stay wild choose love so much love to you bye for now merry christmas